Hi guys, welcome to episode three of our CISO Talks podcast. I'm Jason Coggins and this is Aidan Simister with The Pied. Hi there. So we really want you to get involved with our conversations. Um, I want you to hit that subscribe button, click the bell icon to stay up to date with our regular podcasts and, and new updates. And uh, yeah, let's get to it. Thanks Jason. So Aidan, it's been widely accepted that the average tenure for a CISO in today's world is around 18 months. Now that mm-hmm. seems quite short. Mm. Do, you, do you agree? 18 months is, is nothing. I mean, um, you, you've barely got to understand the, the, cut, the, the enterprises and the, the risks that are within the enterprises. So 18 months is mm. barely enough to get your, your feet under the desk, I suppose, really. Yeah. Um, I think there's a, there's a couple of challenges. I think that certainly from quite a lot of the CISOs that we spoke to, the, there's quite a lot of frustration. You know, they understand the risks, they understand the severity of the risks, but I still think that um, a lot of boards are struggling to... to they, 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 it's just not a concept that they get. Mm. It's alien to them. And I think that it's getting better. Um, I think that it's making mainstream news now, and I think we're becoming more socially aware around the kind of threats that are out there and the risks are out there, and data privacy in general is becoming more of a, uh, a widely accepted topic. And, um, but I still think that... Um, CISOs get quite frustrated when trying to get their message across to the board. I think that, that that's perhaps one reason. Right. Um, I think the other challenge is there just simply aren't enough um, skills to go around. I think there's quite a lot of demand for CISOs, mm. yet I don't think there are enough um, really uh, enough CISOs really to go around. So I feel that there's there's an element of perhaps job hopping in some circumstances that happens as well. I've definitely seen that quite a bit as well. With you, yeah, mm. Mm. makes sense. Um, but there is an objection or an <coughs> argument mm-hmm. that. that and it's a fact that only 70% of Fortune 500 companies mm-hmm. have a CISO in place. Right. Now, that says to me that the, the other 30, mm. 30%, simply don't see a value in having a CISO in, in their organisation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes, obviously, it gets uh, merged into other roles and, and other people with it, you know, within the organisation take on this responsibility of being a CISO. Mm. Um, so I, I don't think it's necessarily true to say that they, they have, the, you know, that they're... The, they're not being responsible or they mm. don't have the right security. But, um, see, I think the value of a CISO is it gives a single person to have that proper accountability towards keeping the information within the organisation secure. Mm. And merging this into other roles, perhaps you know, <clears throat> giving that as a, a responsibility for the CIA or just mm. having an IT security, uh, an IT security uh, person within the organisation is not yeah. quite enough. Mm. I think that probably um, there need, more of these organisations need to have someone that is appointed to the board that has um, favour with, you know, with the board that's able to explain clearly what the risks are because it is a big business problem. Right. Um, I was reading a study um, the other week, and you and I were talking about this, yeah. that they were saying that in the US, um, cybersecurity risk is viewed on par with that of a global recession. Right? So boards are t- t- taking cybersecurity as seriously as the risks of, of, of a recession, and I think that that's... It's exactly the right attitude we should be taking towards this type of risk. Gotcha, yeah. I mean, I'd like to agree with you. I, I can certainly see that, <laughs> yeah. that, that way of thinking, but mm. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned that some organisations are appointing a CISO to be that scapegoat. Mm. It's, a, it's a scary world out there, and right. oh, it's an IT subject that I <laughs> don't necessarily know very well myself, yeah, being a board yeah. member or a CEO. <clears throat> I need to employ someone who understands it, that I can hand it to, and if it goes wrong... 
their head, their heads on the chopping block for. Yeah, does that make yeah, sense? It, it does make sense. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think they. Um, yeah, I mean, I think in some circumstances it's it's an impossible role, and I think that you know you can do everything, but ultimately, you know, if someone wants to get into your organisation, if someone wants to get your data, if they want to. They will find a way. Mm. You know, there are. It's it's increasingly difficult to keep up with with cybersecurity risks and yeah. cybersecurity sectors. It's it's very very difficult to do. Mm. It's also, especially if you're not given adequate resources or budget as well, that that makes it even harder. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that the the nature of cybersecurity is <clears throat> is perpetrators are, are very agile, mm. where it's bought on. And, and, it, and it's very difficult to keep up the risks. Mm. So while a CISO might be, may have been doing you know, a, a really good job, yeah. the reality is if they, if they are still victim of a breach, if they're victim of, of, of a security issue, well, absolutely, the first person they go to is a CISO. They're like, well, what happened? What went wrong? Right. And it might not necessarily be their, their fault. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I <laughs> um, get that. So, yeah. So, all right then, so... They, the threat landscape's ever-changing. It's quite a dynamic course. environment. Very much. So with, with that in mind, how much of a... Or is it, is it the CISO's job to have to educate the board on, on these <laughs> ever-emerging threats? Do you think it's actually part of their job? Should it, they be educating their board or, or well, dealing with it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I, I think that um, what really matters, I think, well, we, when we look at the, um, some of the more successful CISOs that we've, we've spoke to, yeah. I think it's the CISOs, that, and it's an obvious thing, really, but it's those CISOs that are able to translate the real business benefits and the business value and the business risk as well. Mm. It's not about sort of explaining concepts around you know, ransomware, explaining the concepts around least privilege or some of these more these more sort of technical concepts to mm. the board, it's just a, it's irrelevant. You need to sort of break it down. It needs to be concise. It needs to be presented to the board in a way in which it really and concisely shows the business value of of, of taking of, of operating in a certain way. And when Otherwise, say, it just doesn't work. And right? when you say business value, you mean assign a dollar. A dollar sign to the problem. Is yeah, that what you mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think you also just—it needs to be. A, it almost needs to be a sum. It needs to sort of calculate that how likely is it going to be that, that we are going to become a victim of this type of a threat. Okay. Um, you know, based on our sector, based on our gaps in our security strategy. Yeah. Um, you know, versus and, and how what would be the impact of such a threat if it's if it's even quantifiable, um, versus how much it will actually cost cost to prevent ourselves from from the, this, that threat or that threat as well. I, I think that it has to be a sort of a, a combination. But I think, that, I think the other thing that really matters as well is I don't think it's just about persuading the board as a whole. Mm. I think every single person within the board has their own individual agendas. Um, they have their own individual um, things that they want to get from the business and the organisation as a whole. Yeah. So I think that to be an effective CISO, you need to kind of almost going to create allies. You need to understand the different people in the organisation and their drivers and their motivations. And you need to make sure that individually they understand the benefits of spending the time and the money for cybersecurity, the real risks that it's going to help them individually in their their different roles um, fulfil, really, I suppose. And that's what the CISO has to do, essentially, is appeal to every individual in that decision-making process. It's quite frustrating for a CISO because... You know, in, in other roles, it's 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 they're more defined and clear cut. But I think that, you know, it's it's a quite an uphill struggle for quite a lot of CISOs. Mm. Um, I mm. think, yeah, I think, you know, I think that you've got to over communicate. You've got to spend a, a huge amount of your time trying to educate. Mm. And and I don't, but I think you've got to be careful. I think 
sometimes we've seen CISOs sort of almost fear sell, if you like, mm. where they're trying to persuade the board to come on board with their ideas that based on doom and gloom. And the problem is, is you end up with this, this, this challenge where um, the board just become almost like, oh, it's, it's, not, it's, it's the boy who cried wolf almost. Yeah, and, yeah. That, and that's really not, you know, you've got to be really careful about how you communicate it. Okay, right. <clears throat> so I think that you've got to be quite measured in how you do it. Certainly the most effective CSOs that we've engaged with are the ones that are able to break it down into business value um, and really kind of come up with that clear, that clear way of communicating the message. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us on episode three of our CISO Talks podcast. We've really enjoyed the conversation. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, next week we're going to be uh, interviewing some CISOs, some uh, out there in the field to get their insight into uh, what they think about the topics we're talking about as well. Yeah, so if you want to keep updated, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Click the bell icon as well to keep updated. And we'll see you soon. (laughs) 